I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today. 855-575-2188. Welcome to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Audrey Baria and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Baria. Well, hello and welcome to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron. We are so pleased to have you with us today. The award-winning Docs in a Pod, available as a podcast wherever you get your podcast, and on the radio, where some of you may already be listening to us as well. We've got a great topic today as the new year is unfolding. There are a whole lot of folks who tell me they are always anxious about what's coming, in this case, in 2024. Our special guest, Dr. Jamie Heisman, will be with us. But first, let me introduce our Co-host today, pinch hitting for Dr. Audrey Barria, is Olivia Rahman. She's at Wellman at Ninth Avenue Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. Olivia is a nurse practitioner, earned her nursing degree from Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida. Also earned her master's degree with honors in nursing at the University of South Florida in Tampa. Olivia is board certified in family practice. She previously received a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology from Florida State University. Olivia is a 2018 DAISY Award winner. DAISY Award recipients are registered nurses who exemplify the nursing values, extraordinary compassion, courage, integrity in every situation. She also is a dog owner and dog lover, has a Labrador and a Golden Retriever. And to top it off, she was a show singer in a competitive show choir growing up, and she still sings. So rather than ask her to sing for us, why don't we do a little hello? Hey, Olivia. Hey, Ron. Thanks for that introduction. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to do, and I'm so pleased to have you with us today, pinch hitting for Dr. Baria. And Dr. Jamie here. Heisman is with us. Uh, Dr. Heisman is well known on Take 10, a series that we do here uh, as part of our WellMed uh, Charitable Foundation programming. And on Take 10, we discuss on a weekly basis, mental health issues that really cover the board from A to Z. Dr. Heisman, also known as Dr. Jamie, is the Chief Compassion Officer for WellMed. He is an author, national presenter, and has earned in, and has appeared on hundreds of television and radio shows. He is a fierce advocate for family caregivers, patients, employees, and providers on their rights and well-being. As a psychologist, social worker, and trauma therapist, Dr. Jamie currently facilitates breathwork enterprise for well-met employees and clinicians, and he firmly believes there's no health without mental health. And Dr. Jamie, good to have you with us. Oh, it's great to be with you too, Ron. It's, it's also great to be with you in 2024. I mean, we've had years together. and It's been a blast to be on air with you. So let's do the 411 first on what is anxiety? Are you coming to me? Oh, yeah. my Lord have mercy. Everybody <laughs> who's listening to this right now is, is a great expert on what anxiety is. Why do I say that? 
Well, I'm a psychologist. I obviously I work in the world of psychopathology, DSM-5 diagnoses, you know, whatever we need to do clinically to make sure that we understand, you know, anxiety. But anxiety is such an individual sort of interpretation. You know, our point of view as individuals, anxiety will tell us that it's not easy to tell the difference between healthy or unhealthy anxiety. When we're feeling dysregulated, when we're feeling uncomfortable, when we're walking on eggshells, when impending things like, hey, just the New Year's is occurring and we need to make resolutions, all of a sudden this confusion, this what I call cognitive dissonance, this sort of apprehension inside our souls becomes evident and we call it anxiety. Now, what is DSM-5? DSM-5 is really, we call it the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is for psychology is our way that we actually diagnose psychopathological sort of conditions when it becomes a condition and the way we get reimbursed. Just like our medical doctor there, our nurse practitioner who has CPT codes, we have DSM-5. Now, for folks who become anxious as the new year is rolling out, who have fears about what it's going to bring, what kind of challenges they'll face, is that normal or do they need help? Listen, it's totally normal. Let's just say anxiety is normal. Let's normalize it right now for our listening audience. I mean, an apprehensiveness we all have, right? An uneasiness we all have. Unless we're living in the moment, and which is where we should be neurologically. We can always talk about that later in our program. We are either going to have our feet in tomorrow, the anxiety of that, or the fears from yesterday. And so it's particularly normal for us, but we really have to determine, and I think it's a good venue with your co-host there, what is healthy anxiety and what is unhealthy anxiety? And then we can actually peel this onion. And what do you see in your patients, uh, Olivia? Do you, do you see folks who are anxious? Oh, sure. I see all sorts of different types of anxieties and and levels of anxiety. So it's true. There's There's a part of anxiety that is a normal expected thing. I mean, I'm slightly anxious being on air right now because just that's normal. But if you feel that your anxiety is keeping you from doing your daily activities or keeping you from leaving the house per se, hanging out with your friends, then that's when you definitely need help. Um, or even before you get to that point, if you just feel like it's getting worse. And do your patients verbalize that they are anxious or is it something that you detect when you're in the exam room with them? A lot of the times patients do verbalize. Um, I'll have patients who come in specifically for an anxiety discussion. Um, and they, they're a lot of the times aware that they have this normal amount of anxiety but are feeling an increase right now especially um, this type of year straight out of the holidays we might be thinking of oh my gosh this happened over the holiday thinking in the past or thinking into the future as we're in this new year thinking what am i going to do this year what are my goals it's it's very normal we're going to come back to dr jamie in a moment but for those who may have just joined us you're listening to docs in a pod the award-winning podcast available wherever you get your podcast i'm ron aaron along with our co-host today olivia raman nurse practitioner and we are talking with Dr. Jamie Heisman, well-known nationally for his work on addictions and caregiving as well. We're talking about as the new year rolls out, what anxiety is all about. And Dr. Jamie, uh, is it year after year after year that uh, an individual may be anxious? Once they get into the middle of the year, everything's fine. Why does it happen again in January of the next year? 
Well, January is a benchmark, right? It's a trigger we call. I'm a trauma therapist. So triggers and cues connect to us on a cognitive level in our brains of memories from the past. So really our aim in life is to become emotionally regulated, is to become, is to actually befriend our nervous system and do it through breath work, Pilates, yoga, ways that we can really serve our system. Then we handle what comes towards us instead of fearing what's coming toward us. We can probably handle anything. However, New Year's represents, oh my gosh, it's a resolution time. I've got to lose weight. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to change the past and create the new present and the future. All these things are triggers and cues, and they put more and more pressure on ourselves. So understanding the anxiety is critical. Listen, I always say this to my clients that, you know, fearing our anxiety tends to escalate it, okay? Whereas thinking positively about anxiety can actually make it useful. So it's the way we actually look and feel about anxiety that really shows its effects on us. So New Year's, gosh, let's throw that right out. Let's just throw these benchmarks, cues, triggers out and realize that anxiety is something we're bringing on to ourselves. And what would be an example of turning anxiety into a positive and not a negative? Well, there's no question about that anxiety when you, when you feel it inside of you, this slight dysregulation that something's not right. People ask about guilt. What's the difference between guilt and shame? Well, guilt can sometimes motivate us to do something else. It actually says to us, let's examine ourselves. Maybe we did something wrong here. Shame is something that's built into the system through parenting, through negativity, through children should be seen and not heard, et cetera, like that. It's more inside of us. Anxiety is, is a biological response, Ron. Our whole body's changing in some ways, neurologically changing. That's why we can change it back also with, with breath work. But anxiety really, when it, it's not pathological, and I'll explain to the, your, your audience here, it's not an addiction. Let me tell you what I mean by addiction. Addiction, the definition of it is literally to do any behavior despite adverse consequences. So if you're anxious and you are creating so much anxiety in your life that you have adverse consequences here, it's probably not useful, okay? It's not healthy. It's overwhelming. Whereas healthy anxiety can motivate you and impact you to do the right thing about maybe yourself or about a situation. Now, you mentioned breathwork on a couple of occasions, but for folks who are listening who may not know what that means, give us uh, an explanation. Sure. We're all anxious in the moment. You know, there's triggers and cues at WellMed as we do the emotional support response team. You know, times when uh, your supervisor comes in, you don't feel necessarily comfortable, or your intimate partner, or your children. If you're not thinking with your mind, and I always ask my clients, because I'm a trauma client, to think with your body, your body being dysregulated, things like breath work, Pilates, yoga, it allows us to befriend our nervous system. And literally humans are the only group that can literally shift, if you will, the chemistry of their body, the neurochemistry of the body in less than 80 seconds. So breath work is the easiest sort of way to do this. Obviously everybody has their own emotional social regulation. It may be, look, it could be walking, it could be running, it could be going to the gym, Pilates, yoga. I even have a person in Dallas who crochets to calm herself down but really? breath work yeah oh yeah she does great i asked her supervisor she once looked at me she said doc i don't want to do your breath work i said no problem i can't put my head on your shoulders what do you do to calm yourself down at home she says well i actually crochet 
And so I went to her supervisor. I asked her, would you allow her to crochet while she received patient calls? Very, very dysregulating calls. And over a month's period of time, she went from a very difficult employee having a difficult time in the environment to being one of the best. And it was a Here's a trivia question. A trivia question for you. What former National Football League player was known for crocheting? Oh, my gosh, Ron. Uh, That's a good question. I don't know, but let's talk about Roosevelt Greer. Oh, there you go. Model. Roosevelt (laughs) Greer. I do remember Roosevelt Greer, I think, as the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Am I not correct there? (laughs) That would not be correct. (laughs) I thought he was there as a bodyguard. No, in any case, we listen. (laughs) This is this is the cool part about the the fun anxiety that you and I are feeling. I didn't know that answer, but boy, I knew he you were drawing me into what I call neuroregulation, which is humor. And so it was healthy. It wasn't like I didn't see it. And my point of view was it's fun. So there you go. All right, hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you and our co-host, nurse practitioner Olivia Raman. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod. I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today. 855-575-2188. We're so pleased you were sticking with us right here on the award-winning Docs in a Pod, the podcast available wherever you get your podcast, brought to you by WellMed. We also are available over the air on radio stations across the country. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, nurse practitioner, who, who has been with us from time to time, and we're delighted to have her with us again, Olivia Raman, who's filling in for Dr. Audrey Baria. And our guest today, uh, Dr. Jimmy Heisman, we're talking about uh, the issue of anxiety And there are so many things in life, Dr. Jamie, that can cause anxiety. Certainly the beginning of the new year, marriage, divorce, engagement, getting a new job, losing a job. What's the best way? Give us some tips on how to manage these issues. I'm so happy you're bringing up anxiety now in 2024, because even as a psychologist, the APA, the National Association of Social Workers, all of us are starting really to understand anxiety in a different sort of way. Anxiety and stress is now a science, okay? It's our science, psychological science. And so we're starting to see biologically that stress, if you will, is aligned entirely with the science of anxiety. Just like you said, those triggers, loss, grief, things happening to us, things that go bump in the night, things we're not prepared to receive, meaning things that we can't handle in our lives. So if you think your anxiety is unhealthy and you're listening to this particular show, guess what? It probably is. Not just because you're you're super self-aware, but because your fear of it makes it so. So if your body's dysregulated, Ron, the things I was describing to you are neurological. We never pay attention to the neurology of our system, okay? We're in our mama's, you know, womb, if you will, for, we hope, nine months. My child was a preemie. 
Uh, we hope it's safe. We come out, all of a sudden, lights, camera, action. Uh, and I'm sure all of a sudden we get hit in our rear end just to see we're alive. We get pulled out by an obstetrician we don't even know. You know, all of a sudden our whole body's going through fight, flight, freeze response. So we need to listen to our body and our neurological system and embrace it. When we're feeling anxiety, we're feeling stress, let's just do some breath work. Breath work, I work with cops, firemen, emergency medical technicians on doing 80 seconds of breath work. I'm going to ask your audience to go onto YouTube and put 478 in to YouTube. Dr. Andy Weil would jump out and do a fabulous two-minute exercise. It might be that breath work is not your cup of tea. Certainly, you don't have to sit on a mountain in Tibet and become a meditator, but you may just go walking, maybe get some vitamin D, get some sun, Pilates, yoga. All these things are neuroregulators, we call emotional regulating. Then, and I'll, and I'll turn it back over to you, I want everybody to understand you can do all this emotional regulation, all these cool things, all these ways to grow and lessen your anxiety, but if you do it in a toxic environment, if you do it with somebody who's bullying you, overwhelming you, maybe a narcissist, somebody in your life, guess what? You're never going to get well. So emotional regulation is critical for reduction of anxiety and social regulation, being around healthy people, people who you trust, people who can meet you halfway. I hear, remember you saying on one of our Take 10 programs uh, a few weeks ago that the most traumatic event that can happen to someone is childbirth. Because there you go from the warm, comfortable womb, boom, into the world. And I think for a long time, didn't folks just figure, well, you know, they don't know. It's not going to affect them. Big deal. Here they are. It's so true, Ron. In the world of psychology, and especially trauma, we just think, oh, trauma was PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Obviously, you know, my co-host, your co-host has a background in the military, I've treated, you know, caregivers, military, military, you know, cops, firemen, things that happen to us episodically. So PTSD is something that hits you in the moment, changes your life, and all of a sudden you may not be prepared within. Complex PTSD, complex is we call death by a thousand cuts. It's like childhood. It's when you're born, all the things that neurologically can happen. I'll go one step further, throw a controversial comment that we don't have to talk about. I believe it even goes back to my grandfather, who maybe raised my mother in a very corporate way, or my father, God rest his soul, who was a Holocaust survivor. I believe that trauma, and complex trauma, childhood, which drives anxiety, which drives fear, is even more transgenerational than simply starting at childbirth. How's that? When you say transgenerational, you mean? I mean, we keep not understanding what we're passing down to our kids. And we're passing down our fight, flight, freeze response. And sometimes this now becomes, we call cellular. So being a Holocaust surviving son, my father, who didn't go to therapy, would pass down his anxiety. My mother, who was raised by a very, very you know, tough, discipline-driven grandfather, would pass down her unspoken, unrealized sort of self-awareness wow. around that. So we really must take parenting as the basis of healthy life and a reduction of anxiety and be prevention-driven instead of intervention-driven. Livia, we see each other on Zoom, and I see you shaking your head yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm thinking about my own experience. You know, I don't have my family with any large life, you know, challenges, but I, I'm thinking I'm very similar to my mother and with social anxiety. 
And I definitely think just growing up, learning from her um, has turned me into a little bit of that as well. So it, it, it is interesting. When you say so, social anxiety, you mean difficulty going into groups and, and being in uh, large or, uh, gatherings? So, yeah, not for me for that part, but it's more of, um, you know, disappointing people if I don't want to do something. I, growing up, I always thought if someone invited me to something, I'd have to say yes. And um, even if I didn't want to go, and so um, I kind of learned that I feel like from my mom, but, you know, I've learned to overcome that, but that's more my social anxiety. So I love it, Olivia. I love that you're yeah. vulnerable. I love it that you're, oh, yeah. you're allowing us to be safe in the moment. And what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. So our parents are what we call the corrective emotional experience. Meaning you can tell a child all you want, you know, don't get upset, don't get anxious, don't get stressed, right? But until you actually demonstrate it on your own life, which means taking your oxygen first, loving yourself, being fair, consistent, available, adopting your own child, your child will never really learn it. And so this is exactly what happens. And I happened to me, I had to get into recovery for codependency 26 years ago. And Ron, Olivia brings up the greatest point of all. You want to reduce anxiety? Do you want to reduce your stress? Guess what? Get boundaries. Put oh, boundaries yeah. around you. What's safe? What's not safe? Show people that you value yourself. Show people you can parent yourself. So Olivia, you're spot on. If our parents couldn't pull it off, and mine could not, by the way, I had to go <laughs> to therapy huh. and relearn what parenting was about. Yeah. And as you think about, before we run out of time here, of uh, the new year that's rolling out in front of us, uh, we come out of a year where there was so many incredibly traumatic events uh, worldwide, wars, and uh, the increase. You, you both live in Florida where uh, there's been a huge increase in anti-Semitism, and that's been true across this country. Uh, there's been concern as we come out of the COVID pandemic about long-term COVID, and people are still worried about that as well. So we come out of a year with a lot of trauma, Dr. Jamie. What do we expect in 2024? Well, the only thing you can expect, Ron, is to handle what you can handle, meaning grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So whether it's a Category 5 or even me, I have to bring my daughter to, you know, uh, Poznan, a Hebrew school where they have military out there and asking me about you know, do I have weapons in my car? Listen, I can't really control anything out there you just named. But what I can do is reduce my stress, reduce my anxiety for 2024 and take care of the response to it. So I can befriend my nervous system, do the Pilates, the yoga, reparent myself, hang around healthy people and reduce my stress, build my resilience, because what complex trauma is about and the healing from it is developing resilience and be prepared for all those nasty things. And by the way, you always hear me say this, turn off that darn television because you can't do half the things about Fox, MSNBC or social media. So take care of yourself. And Olivia, for your patients, uh, as you roll out into the new year, uh, do you offer them counseling and psychiatric help if they need it? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm the big um, recommender of, of counseling, of talking to people. I wish I had more time in the day to, to just talk and listen to my patients um, because a lot of them want to talk. So um, I'm always giving out resources for, for that. And, 
you know, if, if needed, psychiatric help in that way as well. Um, but it's always good to just start, let your, your primary care know if you feel like you're having an issue and we'll kind of help you figure out what is a good idea for you. And Dr. Jamie, you get the last word, go ahead. Well, this is great because Olivia is spot on. And I'm just looking at Olivia as well <laughs> through Zoom and, and getting a warm and safe feeling. Here's the thing we found out in the addiction world is that literally it didn't matter if you had a $100,000 treatment center. What was the most important thing was that you had a healthy primary counselor. So when you broke out of a cognitive fog or you're stressed and anxious, the person in front of you was healthy. I get the feeling, Olivia, by you taking care of yourself, parenting yourself as a, as a doc in our company, and that our patients are drawn to you. They feel what you didn't feel or I didn't get a chance to feel maybe in our own parenting. They feel safety. And letting peace begin with ourselves is the greatest way to reduce anxiety for others. So concentrate on ourselves. Take your oxygen first. Dr. Jamie Heisman, thank you so much. And Olivia Raman, thank you today for pinch hitting for Dr. Audrey Mario. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us on Docs in a Pod, the award-winning podcast. We'll talk with you soon. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. And associate producer is Isaac Wilker. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Audrey Baria and Ron Aaron. I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage, why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today, 855-575-2188. 